about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. They cheat. So, today I'm going to be looking at what most people should be looking at, the birthplace of modern liberty is in France. And what's going on in France now should be uh, scary for everyone. So France has been ruled now for some time by this guy, Emmanuel Macron, who is a Rothschild banker. And uh, I guess the Olympics are going to be there in 2024. So he has been gearing up for that by turning Paris and France into a surveillance state like China is and like the U.S. has become. And also, a lot of stuff that they're talking about in France has caused great upheaval and protests. Um, The protests there are continuing. And Macron, who survived a no-confidence vote only by six votes, so really the country wanted him out. And for some strange reason, he stayed. Um, But it's obvious to see that they, like they did with Boris Johnson and the Brexit and what they did with Trump, they finagled the vote to keep him in because he is an agent of the New World Order. So we're going to be looking at that. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about the Trump, the supposed Trump arrest, Trump arrest watch, which devolved into a divisive, nonsensical, it's it's basically we're being undermined and our country is being subverted. The cohesion within our country, us all being Americans, is being subverted uh, by creating this divisive politics that we see today. And also I'm gonna end up um, a little bit talking a little bit about how the Biden administration is quietly trying to save or rescue Moderna, one of the companies that created the um, COVID vaccine, Um, but also their strange beginnings and who who were some of the people that supported uh, this company that seems to be... uh, seem to have been started specifically to push mRNA vaccination. So I'll be looking at that, and we'll talk about some other stuff as well. So uh, let's get into this first with a article from Le Mans, Paris 2024 Olympics, why automated video surveillance is a contentious issue. Well, obviously it's a contentious issue because uh, nobody wants to be surveilled all the time. Now it's the right of the government supposedly to be representative of the public or the people 
to put cameras in public spaces, which can deter crime. But once linked up to the internet, it becomes very invasive because people can be tracked and monitored uh, without their knowing so. Also, it's the right of private businesses to put up, um, they still call it CCTV, but that's uh, closed circuit TV. And if it's connected to the internet, it's not closed circuit. The whole point of closed circuit TV is that only the, uh, the business that, put up the system, the security system has access to that video. It's a closed circuit. If it's connected to the internet, it's not really CCTV. So passed by French senators in January, the bill on the Olympic Games is going to be debated uh, from Monday in the assembly uh, rationale. And this is from today. Uh, Beginning on the evening of uh, Monday, March 20th, the bill relating to the Olympic and Paralympic Games of 2024 and with various other provisions is likely to be hotly debated in the French Assembly Nationale with particular emphasis on Article 7. This provides the legal framework for experimental uses of automated video surveillance until the end of 2024. While companies in the industry have long sought modification of the legislative framework, this is making organizations defending civil liberties, left-wing MPs, and recently even MEPs worried. Indeed, you see, French, <laughs> the French have specific laws restricting this kind of behavior by the government. Now, they're doing it under the guise of the 2024 Olympics, and this is a, uh, not a, 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 a a law or um, um, policy that is being pushed by Macron, and that's one of the reasons he survived uh, the no-confidence vote is because he needs to get France in line with the other more becoming more and more dictatorial um, countries and states in Europe is that, like I said, France was the birth pa- uh, birthplace of modern liberty. So... They have laws against this stuff, and obviously you could see that France can turn out millions of people into the street to protest things like raising their retirement age. They certainly could do so uh, so for something like this. And there is a very, that's uh, very dicey in France right now, um, and, and it could be because the French can organize and very well topple their own government if they see fit. This no-confidence vote was a way to do it um, legally and politically, but I think um, they were their their cause was subverted, but they only lost by six votes. I don't think anybody has confidence in Macron, and certainly the representatives of the people were not acting in their will. So from NBC News, Macron's government survives no-confidence vote over contentious pension plan President Emmanuel Macron's uh, pension plan was sparked weeks of demonstrations and police clashes with protesters. Well, even though he survived the vote, the protests continue. President Emmanuel Macron survived a key vote Monday that could have collapsed his government and killed off his flagship pension plan, the cause of countrywide protests and strikes. The no-confidence vote received 278 votes in the National Assembly, falling short of the 287 needed to pass. So what did I say? Six votes. It's actually nine votes. Macron's long-promised plan to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 sparked weeks of national strikes and demonstrations and police have clashed with protesters in cities across the country. Police said some 4,000 protesters in the place that literally in southern Paris on Saturday, many chanting Macron resigned as trash bins were set alight and officers responded by firing tear gas. More than 160 people were arrested across the country, the interior minister says. 
Macron's appointed majority leader and her cabinet ministers would have to stand down if the motion received enough votes. So it was really a coup, a democratic coup, um, that of course would never survive. When you have somebody like a Rothschild banker, you have the bankers um, as head of state, obviously any vote, people should see what's going on worldwide. You saw it with Trump, you see it here, you see it in a lot of different places in Brazil. The powers that be, which are the international bankers and corporations, they have no interest in actual democracy. They talk a lot about democracy, but they subvert democracy with things like mail-in ballots. And I'm sure that's going on in France as well, because they would never let one of their own be deposed through democracy. ABC News reports French protests drag on after Macron's pension plan push. French garbage collectors, refinery workers, and others are striking again. French garbage, uh, garbage collectors, refinery workers, and others were striking again on Tuesday against President Emmanuel Macron's decision to force the divisive bill raising the retirement age to 62 to 64 without a vote in parliament. And they don't, and none of these news organizations explain why they want to do that. Obviously, it's a money saving because in Europe, a lot of the socialist states like France, um, you got it real easy. You don't, a lot of the, um, uh, the pension plans and, and uh, it's, it's very cushy, the, the work, work hours, uh, you get several months off during the summer for uh, vacation or holiday as they call it. You have all your medical bills taken care of and you get to retire with full pension benefits. So basically, like I, I mentioned before, I had a cousin who was a truck driver. He hurt his back and well, he never worked again. And he were, hurt his back like when he was 38. So he collected uh, full disability uh, for the rest of his life. So he never had to work. And that's just, you know, I, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a safety net, but um, the problem is, is paying for everything. And when you can't pay for things, uh, you see basically what happens. So uh, Macron's move infuriated many in the country. Uh, Paris police said Tuesday that 230 people were arrested. And we're going to go on to that. But it doesn't really go into um, why Macron had planned a series of political meetings on Tuesday with the prime minister. The 45-year-old French president who made the pension plan a centerpiece of his second term. Speaking of the lower chamber, the leftist, uh, you will yield. This bill still faces a review by the Constitutional Council. And it doesn't really go uh, into much why, why he even was planning to do this. Reuters, uh, French protests continue as Macron survives no confidence vote. French reforms is from BBC. Macron refuses to give way as pension protests escalate. This is from an hour ago. So moving on to other news, Trump's potential indictment caps decade of legal scrutiny, reports the Associated Press. This isn't exactly true. He hasn't had legal scrutiny for a decade. It's only since he became president and they wanted to take him out. So they constantly are going after him, throwing, you know, seeing what sticks to the Teflon Don, which is nothing. And the fact is, is that Donald Trump is squeaky clean. The guy drinks milk. He doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't, the, the, his, only, um, his only weakness apparently is sex. And so they, they try to get him with something along these lines. Uh, Perry and I talked about this at length last night, so I'm not going to go into it too far. 
I just wanted to go into the Associated Press saying Trump's potential indictment caps a decades of legal scrutiny. Like, the the authorities have been after him and he's just a weaselly lawbreaker that's been able to get out of everything. And, and that's just not true. He, does, he hasn't done anything wrong. They... What about his tax returns? They got the tax returns that showed nothing. They investigated him over Russia, nothing. Over Ukraine, over everything. And the only thing, the only stain, and that's probably why he's so squeaky clean now, was back when his father was still involved in the Trump business, he owned a a luxury tower where the residents didn't want any black people. So him being the... uh, uh, the property owner advertised um, sneakily and, um, you know, using code words to um, say they didn't want people of color. And he lost that suit. So I will uh, firmly, firmly admit that that happened. And, um, but I'm telling you, that was at the urging of his tenants, not necessarily his own uh, racist bias or bigotry. And Vice News is reporting who had it worse, Trump or Jesus Christ? In MAGA world and Christian nationalism circles, many Trump supporters see his imminent arrest as eerily similar to the crucifixion, 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 excuse me, of Jesus Christ. The real is, this is persecution, political. And, and, the, and the persecution of Jesus Christ was indeed political. It was those of the Jewish faith and the Roman state uh, feared uh, Jesus's support um, as being a direct threat to their state power. There's no difference here. I'm not. Com- I'm not saying Trump is Jesus Christ or he's even a messianic figure. All I'm saying is that he's being politically persecuted for the simple reason that he is a threat a threat to state power. Why? The power that has been accumulated by the corporate state is being attacked by Donald Trump. Their agenda is being attacked by Donald Trump. Donald Trump being a nationalist and wanting to reconstitute national sovereignty over a world government, you know, over a world government um, is the reason that he's being attacked. The bla- uh, breaking the uh, breaking the ties with China, being antagonistic with China, and undoing several things, a, a pulling out of the climate accord, which is just an authoritarian uh, world government ploy, uh, pulling out of the WHO, which is same, um, getting out of NATO, which is really what caused the war in Ukraine. If anybody would walk, uh, wake up and read a little bit about history, they might see that. So who had it worse? Obviously, Jesus had it worse because he was crucified. Whether they're going to crucify Trump, I don't know. They would love to. Um, And all these people uh, drooling to see him in handcuffs and orange jumpsuit is just sickening because the fact of the matter is when they bay all day long about um, poor criminals having to go to jail for committing violent crime, um... And then for, for them to salivate for somebody who hasn't really done anything illegal to go to prison or, you know, people worry about, and they try to, this is the, the hypocritical thing is they're trying to charge Trump in Georgia with, and in DC with 
election meddling. Meanwhile, they have a district attorney, a state's attorney in New York, trying to ruin his chances for office by charging him with a misdemeanor crime and making it a felony. That's election interference. You know, what they did before, uh, you know, I, I just can't even compare the two. It's just, if people don't see this for what it is, it's you really need to go back to your therapist and have them up your meds or, or take you off meds or do something because... Trump hasn't done anything wrong. I constantly hear this from my brother all the time who who has drank the gallons of the Kool-Aid. Now, obviously, uh, uh, Kool-Aid-induced uh, Trump derangement syndrome that said, constantly tells me that Trump is a criminal. And I try to ask him for what? And you could go on the street all day long and ask people, what is he, why is he a criminal? What crimes has he been convicted of? And the... <laughs> the answer is zero. So I'm not going to go into Trump anymore. I do support his candidacy for president. I'm a little leery of Ron DeSantis, but I also like Rand Paul. I don't know if he's going to run, but Trump is the presumptive nominee. So, so Fauci, D.C. Mayor Muro Browser, rejected trying to sell Vax door-to-door an awkward video that was put out by... Um, NPR. A lot of a lot of you probably already saw this. I played a little bit of audio in the in the beginning, and, and, and I'll leave with that too. That um, nobody, can, people don't trust the establishment on the left and on the right. We saw this in 2016. Bernie Sanders, what was and always has been anti-establishment. Trump was anti-establishment. uh, Bernie Sanders was the presumptive nominee who was cheated out of being named the Democratic nominee for president by Hillary Clinton and the establishment, which which is blatant. I mean, I could go a full rundown on Sean Lucas and, and all the people trying to undermine Hillary Clinton, including Seth Rich, who ended up dead, and so did Sean Lucas. And um, because they were mad because uh, Bernie was a presumptive nominee and they were working for the DNC, who they thought, you know, you think establishment uh, organizations are somehow not corrupt. Uh, This just isn't the case, especially when you're dealing with government, the amount of money that's at stake. But that's why Trump was elected, because the the feeling of the country was and has been uh, definitively anti-establishment. So you could talk all you want about Joe Biden, who's an establishment politician winning election. That just wasn't the case because if you go out into the public and you take uh, the pulse of the public, you'll find out that that's just not the case. Also, the Biden, and this is from the Washington Free Beacon, also the Biden administration's strange secret effort to bail out Moderna. American taxpayers are already given Moderna $10 billion for its coronavirus vaccine. If the Biden administration gets its wish, the tab could soon grow. In a court filing last month, Department of Justice lawyers offered to relieve Moderna of any liability it faces from a lawsuit that accuses the drug company of failing to pay licensing fees for technology it used to develop its vaccine during Operation Warp Speed. Moderna has argued that the federal government should be on the hook for any legal uh, settlement because of the stipulation in its contract that protects the company from patent uh, litigation. The government 
had stayed silent on the matter until last month when the Justice Department lawyers said that the, any liability that Moderna faces should transfer to the United States government, citing a World War I era that protects federal contractors from patent disputes. So I'm just going to go into what Moderna is. Moderna Inc., pharmaceutical bio, biotechnology company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, that focuses on RNA therapeutics, primarily mRNA vaccines. That's the reason... This company was developed, that's why it's called Moderna, because it's the modern way you're gonna get vaccines. And that's the thing that's going on in Africa that I touched on yesterday too, is that's a live vaccine technology. And the reason is they're purposely giving kids polio and paralyzing kids is to say that live vaccines aren't safe. That's why you have to go to mRNA. That, that's the future. So the company's only uh, commercial product is that Moderna uh, COVID-19 vaccine sparked, uh, marketed by SpikeVax. It's a strange term. And it goes on to uh, say all the things that they do. Uh, Moderna was founded in 2010. Moderna raised $2 billion in venture capital funding. In 2013, the company formed a partnership with AstraZeneca to develop treatments. Also Merck and Company. But... In 2016, during the presidential campaign, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation committed to provide at least $20 million in grant funding to the company. In July 2018, the company opened a 200,000-square-foot facility in Norwood, Massachusetts for manufacturing. But they hadn't really had a lot of business to date. Why would they do that in 2019? In December 2018, Moderna became a public company via the largest initial public offering a biotechnology company in history raising 621 million by selling 27 million shares at $23 per share right before and I wonder who bought up all these shares I wonder they and then they stipulated by saying they did uh, develop an mRNA vaccine for influenza in 2015 and its first antibody encoded by mRNA was in 2019. Wow. Just before, from 2021, Moderna received $955 million from Operation Warp Speed to accelerate COVID-19 vaccine, with $4.9 billion committed in total for producing 300 million vaccine doses. Most from Trump. And then it goes on to, to state what they do. So they got a lot of money from Bill Gates and the American public and some venture capitalists who are who received their dividend. And I'm sure most of the people that are in the pipeline that know about all this stuff and knew that the pandemic was coming invested in Moderna and um, profited richly from it. And I'm sure there were a lot of politicians in there. Y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. Yeah, indeed it is. So, I mean, people have to, it's always the, the, the thing people say, the adage, follow the money. And of course you're gonna follow the money because that leads you to know what's happening in the agenda. Um, just like you saw with the bank failures, everybody knows what's happening. You see, the biggest thing about the elite has always been, since ancient times, is they wanna be able to predict the future. Well, they can for a variety of different reasons, and AI has a lot to solidify in that. 
Um, but they've always been able to predict the future. And everybody in finance knows that. It's like, people in finance don't react. It's getting information early so you can put all your policy pieces in place before an event actually happens, before a bank collapses, before the pandemic occurs or a black swan event occurs, that you're prepared for what happens. So people in finance and government are always interested in predicting the future, which they can do. Why? Because it's, it's through agenda. They put all the pieces in place and so they know what's gonna happen. That's the whole thing with the Hegelian dialectic as well. If you control the left and you control the right, the thesis and the antithesis, you know what's coming down the pike is the synthesis that you created. So they cause the future. They don't only predict the future, but causality. If you cause the future to occur, then you can obviously predict it. So, and that's what they're doing. They're 30 years ahead of us in knowing what's going on. That's why like China has 50 and 100 year plans and, and the elite do too. Um, they have agendas. And that's what people in conspiracy always talk about is agenda is because they have an agenda so they can predict the future. And so they can be prepared and invest in all the right places. And so they can receive dividend. All right, so for me, Rudy's revelation, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds. Leave a comment down below, click that notification bell, and I'll see you tomorrow.